Orchestra presents the Screen Guild Players. The Screen Guild play tonight, This Thing Called Love. The starring players... This is Alice Faye. This is George Brent. And this is Alan Jocelyn. Tonight, Lady Astor presents the Screen Guild players in that rollicking comedy of marital mix-up, This Thing Called Love. Our stars are George Brent, who plays Tice Collins, Alice Faye as his wife, Helen, and Alan Jocelyn as Harry Bertrand. Insurance policies canceled because of divorce cost insurance companies thousands of dollars each year. So Helen Winters, who was a statistician for an insurance company, decided she'd save her company money by working out a marriage plan that would cure divorce. The plan was very simple. But when Helen explained it to her fiancé, Tice Collins, she found Tice a very unsympathetic listener. Helen, this is the most ridiculous idea you ever had. You must be kidding. I've never been as serious about anything in my life, Tice. Quiet. It might even revolutionize marriage. But I don't want it revolutionized. I like marriage the way it is. It's been very popular in our family for generations. But, Tice, what's the greatest cause of divorce? Weddings. Don't be flippant. Incompatibility is the greatest cause of divorce. And what's the greatest cause of incompatibility? A pair of cold feet. Mm -hmm. It's due to men and women not really knowing each other before they rush into marriage. But, Helen, dear, marriage is a gamble. No one ever really knows another person until they've lived under the same roof. Exactly. And unless you agree to try my plan and make our marriage a marriage in name only for, for the first three months, there won't be any marriage at all. But, but that's the most fantastic thing I ever heard of. It's, it's well, it's un-American. Oh, it is not. During those three months, we'll have a chance to really know each other before we get all tangled up emotionally. Now, listen, Helen, I'm a Republican. My father was a Republican. My father went direct from his wedding to Niagara Falls, and what's good enough for my father is good enough for me. Well, you better get ready for the new deal. What exactly does Harry Burton do for you, Tice? Well, he's my lawyer, handles my business. Why? Well, he looks a little shifty to me. You sure he's honest? Certainly. I checked up on him a year before I hired him. There, you see? You'd spend a year finding out about your lawyer... But you don't want to spend three months finding out about your wife. But that's a different thing entirely. I love you. I do not love Harry. Mm -hmm. Harry does not attract me in the slightest. Oh, how can you say that, Tice, after all we've meant to each other? Uh, what, what are you talking? What are you doing here? There's the little matter of arranging the financing for your mine, or had you forgotten that? Well, if you'll excuse me, I have to get back to my office. That's perfectly all right, Helen. Go ahead. And after we get this mining business settled, I think I can convince Tice that he should marry you under your conditions. Thank you, Harry. And please listen to him, Tice, because if he doesn't convince you, there won't be any marriage. Now, what do you mean by promising Helen I'd marry her under those silly conditions? I didn't say that. I promised her that I thought I could convince you that you should marry her under her conditions. Well, start convincing. Okay, she won't marry you unless you agree to her plan, right? Right, but so what? So, marry her under any condition she wants, and then, after you're married, 
you change your mind for her. Oh, you think I could? With your charm, Tice? Why, when you want to be, you're irresistible. I am? Certainly, after all. What's George Brent got that you haven't got? Well, nothing, really. And you're very nice looking. Well, you may have the right idea. I do have a great many good points. Ah, oh, you're too modest. Yes, I guess I am at that. But, uh, do, do you really think I'm irresistible, Harry? Hey, wait a minute. It's Helen you want to marry. Oh. I'm the guy who came here to talk about that dull million dollars we're trying to promote from Diestro, remember? Well, that can wait until after I'm married. Right now, I'm going to see a man about a license. Helen Winters and Tice Collins, I now pronounce you man and wife. This is really a lovely house, Tice. It is now. When I rented it, though, there was something terribly wrong with it. There was? Yeah. There was no lady of the house. Now it's complete. Oh, Tice, that's charming. And it rates a kiss. Oh, well, you're sure that wouldn't violate the conditions of your marriage plans? Oh, no. Well, all right, then. Mm. <laughs> oh. Yes, isn't it? <laughs> Say, who's that Gordon Daniels who kept hanging around you at the wedding this afternoon? Oh, he's the president of the insurance company. My boss. Oh, well, he seems to have a great deal of personal interest in his employees. Yes. In fact, he proposed to me yesterday. Well, wasn't that friendly? When I turned him down and told him I was going to marry you, he practically insisted that you and I be the first to try my plan for marriage. Oh, he did? Mm-hmm. He said it's only fair that I should try the theory first. You mean you came up with that idea after you turned him down? Mm-hmm. Well, then I really owe our beautiful platonic friendship to Gordon Daniels? In a way, I suppose you do. Well, someday I'm going to kick him so hard it'll cost me two ration stamps to get my shoes back. Oh, I'll get it. Hello? Oh, hello, Gordon. It's Gordon Daniels. I'll bet his ears are burning. I wasn't going to kick him in the ears. <laughs> what? Oh, no, Gordon. You're not disturbing us. No, no, you're not disturbing us much. Oh, but Gordon, I, I don't think we can give those people that insurance rate. Not until they've installed safety appliances. I could use a safety valve right now myself. Well, we could talk it over in the morning, Gordon. Good night. Oh, I'm terribly sorry, Tice, but I've been with the firm so long, they simply can't get along without me for a minute. Well, what would they have done if we'd gone to Niagara Falls? Mm-hmm. But we didn't go to Niagara Falls. Tice, where are you going? Out in the kitchen. Would you bring me a sandwich, too? I'm not going out after a sandwich. I'm going out and turn off the lights and turn on the faucets. At least I can dream I'm at Niagara Falls, can't I? <laughs> if I didn't need you as a lawyer, Harry, I'd... Uh, so I'm irresistible, am I? Oh, now, listen, Tice, I didn't guarantee anything. Can I help it if Helen's strong-minded? Well, just the same. If it hadn't been for you, I wouldn't have been married under these idiotic conditions. I'm married two days, Helen sleeps at one end of the house, and I sleep at the other. Well, why don't you take a room closer to her? Well, there are only two bedrooms in the house. Huh? Say that again? There are only two bedrooms in the house. Wonderful. Lead me to that phone. Phone for what? 
I'm going to call Diestro and have him bring his wife down here to your place for the weekend. But we can't put them up. I told you there are only two bedrooms. That's the idea, Tice. Diestro and his wife will have one bedroom, and you and Helen... Harry, did I ever tell you you were a jerk? Ah. <laughs> this is no time for flattery, Chuck. I just... I just... <laughs> I just wanted to apologize. Well, skip it. I'm going to have my secretary, Charlotte, bring the contracts out. Good. We'll get Diestra's signature on the dotted line, and just let's see Helen get out of this. Now, just a minute, Tice. Did you say these Diestros are... Uh, uh, they're going to stay with us for the weekend? Well, uh, Helen, they, they practically invited themselves, uh, didn't they, Harry? Sure, sure. He's going to finance Tice's mine, Helen. Tice couldn't very well refuse. Well, but we've, uh, we've only got two bedrooms. Where are they going to sleep? Well, I... Darling, what could I do? I, uh, I had to give up my room and uh, move my things in with you. Oh, I see. Well, of course, they might change their minds. Oh, no, huh? I don't think so. Then you're going to need more than three months to know me. Now, just a second, Helen. You wouldn't do anything to jeopardize Tice's chances, would you? Certainly not. Then, then you and Tice will have to share that room tonight. Why? Well, you see, Senor and Senora Diestro think you and Tice are going to have a baby, and they might think it was strange. Going to have a baby? Who's going to have a baby? You and Tice. Well, Helen, dear, why didn't you tell me? Tell you what? <laughs> what? Well, that we were... That... Oh... oh. Oh, <laughs> our baby is just another of Harry's brain children. Harry, I ought to... Now, now, Tice, I had to tell Diestro you were going to have a baby. Why? Because, because he doesn't believe a man is dependable unless he has children. He says he owes all his success to his nine kids. Nine? Well, we don't need to be that successful. <laughs> I should hope not. Not right away, at least. Well, anyway, you can see for yourself, Helen, that we mustn't let the Diestros think we're sleeping in separate rooms. Of course not, dear. Oh, you're a great sport, Helen. But I uh, just had a phone call from a sick sister, and I'll have to go into town and spend the night with her. What? Uh-huh. It was a great idea, Harry, but it worked. Good night. Oh, I ought to break your neck. All right, but first we've got to get Diestro's signature on the contract. Yeah, well, you get his signature. I'm going down to the lake for a swim. Collins? Mr. Collins? Hmm? Who's that? Mr. Bertrand's secretary, Charlotte. Oh, well, what do you want? Nothing. Well, what does Harry want? He sent me down here to keep the company. Come on out and sit in the shore with me. I will not. If you want to keep me company, come on in the water. All right. Hey, you've got your clothes on. You'll ruin your dress. Oh, don't worry. It's business. The company will buy me another. You know, it's my job to try and make you happy. Well, what makes you think I'm unhappy? Maybe it's because I'm a woman. Oh, well, as a woman, what would you advise me to do? Mm, play hard to get. Don't be on for dinner, work nights in town, and stay at your club. What is it? What's that? Oh, one of them is Mrs. McKenzie. She lives a few doors down from us. Well, maybe we'd better duck into those bushes on the shore. Good idea. She's an awful gossip. She couldn't possibly believe that your boss sent you here to take me out of a mood. Well, we'll know by tomorrow. They'll both be itching and scratching. What's she talking about? I don't know. I wish they'd leave. And they're going now. You know, Charlotte, I think you've got something on that hard-to-get idea. I'm going to move into my club, and if Helen wants me, she can come and look for me. That 
secretary of yours is a darn smart girl, Harry. Yeah, she caught up from me. Call for Mr. Tice Collins. Call for Mr. Tice Collins. That must be Helen calling again. It's the fourth time. You better answer. Well, I hope this advice is better than the rest you've been giving me. Bring the phone here, boy. Oh, yes, sir. Hello? 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 Look. Now, look, Helen, I'm, I'm having dinner here at the club with Harry. He, uh... Oh, but, Tice, I've been planning dinner here at home for just the two of us. It's... it's very important. Important? Yes, dear. I've been thinking things over, and it's just possible that my plan for marriage isn't as practical as I thought it was. Do you mean that? Well, for us, I mean. Might be all right for somebody else. Uh, will you be home right away? Will I? I'm practically there. Oh, Tice. Yes? Tell Harry that it might be a good idea for him to keep his eye on his secretary, Charlotte. Huh? What do you mean? Well, Mrs. McKenzie saw a man and woman swimming in the lake last night. Well, what's wrong with that? Oh, nothing, I suppose. But when the man and woman saw Mrs. McKenzie, they ducked into some bushes on the shore. Well, uh, how does Charlotte figure in that? Well, she was the woman. Oh, but Mrs. McKenzie didn't see... Well, uh, I mean, uh, how does Mrs. McKenzie know? The bushel, the cup, uh, I mean, I'm sorry, the bushes the couple ducked into were poison oak. And Charlotte called asking to tell you to tell Harry that she wouldn't be at the office tomorrow because she has a terrible case of poison oak. Oh. Uh-huh. Mm, thank goodness you and I stayed away from the lake and those bushes. Oh, yeah, thank goodness. Well, hurry home, dear. Oh, I'll yes, be waiting. Dear. Yes, dear, I'll get there as fast as I can. Harry, you're fired. Now what's wrong? Nothing, not a thing. Only another one of your brilliant ideas has just backfired. What do you mean? Well, Helen just called, wanting me to come home. Wanting to make up. Wanting to put our marriage on a conventional basis. Well, what are you waiting for? Why don't you go? Because I can't. Your secretary and I have poison oak. What? Because you sent your secretary down to console me when I was in swimming last night, we had to duck into some bushes. And some people came by, and the bushes were poison oak. Charlotte called Helen and told her she had it. Oh, well, don't worry. Maybe you won't get it. Won't get it? I've had it all day. I had to see a doctor this morning. Oh, I don't dare go home. Well, what are you going to do? You can't stay away indefinitely. Well, I've got to stay away until I get over this poison oak. Here, give me that phone again. Uh, this is Tice Collins, Kirk. Will you get my home? Now, don't get excited. I'll think of something. Oh, you do, and I'll kill you in cold blood. Oh, uh, hello, Helen. Yes, darling. Where are you? Well, I'm still at the club. Uh, but I, I, uh, I have to leave for Cheyenne right away. There's a friend of mine in an awful jam. But couldn't you leave tomorrow morning? Oh, no. This is much too close, a friend, to take a chance like that. We'll, we'll just have to wait, dear. Oh, but I... Now, dear, if I was willing to wait three months for you, you ought to be able to wait a few days for me. Oh, I suppose so, but... Tice, I'm a conventional Republican now, too. Well, so am I, dear. But under the circumstances, we'll just have to postpone the convention to look it back. And so the curtain falls on the first act of This Thing Called Love, starring Alice Faye, George Brent, and Alan Jocelyn. Before the curtain rises on the second act, a word from our hostess, Lady Esther. A recent issue of a famous magazine addressing itself to the women of wartime America says, Our real job is to remain women, first, last, and forever. Yes, whatever else we may be doing, it's our real job to remain women, to remain feminine and lovely to look at. 
As a matter of fact, in some of the most important war jobs women are doing today, it's necessary for them to look their very best, their most attractive. I mean such jobs as nurses, for example, canteen hostesses, officers in the Army and Navy Auxiliary Forces. Yes, and so many of these women are discovering all they need to help keep themselves looking their best, to help keep their skin fresh and young-looking, is one cream. I just wish you could read some of the letters I've received from women in important war jobs all over the country. They say that Lady Esther Four Purpose Face Cream, this one cream by itself, makes their skin look smoother, fresher, and younger than it's looked in years. So the very first time you try it, you'll see why more and more busy, lovely women every day are changing to Lady Esther Four Purpose Face Cream for the complete care of their skin. Now the curtain rises on the second act of This Thing Called Love, starring Alice Faye as Helen Winters, George Brent as Tice Collins, and Alice Joslin as Harry Bertrand. During the two weeks, Tice was in a hospital recovering from Poison Oak, while Helen thought he was in Cheyenne, Wyoming, helping a close friend out of a jam, Helen's boss, Gordon Daniels, made certain that Helen worked with him every night. As the curtain rises, Gordon Daniels has just driven Helen up to her door. Good night, Jordan, and thanks for missing those last three telephone calls. Oh, I, I can't go home without a nightcap. That's uncivilized. It's medieval attitude. I'm ashamed of you. I'm afraid you've already reached your saturation point. Good night. All right. I'll wake up everybody in the neighborhood. Somebody will give me a nightcap. Hey, somebody, get up. Hey, go Yo! Go Yo! Come on, stop it. Come on in. You know, it isn't the drink I'm interested in. It's you. I'm flattered by your choice. Darling, I was made for you. It's my destiny. It's the liquor. Don't interrupt. It's my destiny, and I refuse to deny it. Could I be of any help, Mrs. Collins? You certainly could, Gennard. What would Madame prefer done with him? I know what I'd prefer, but uh, you'd better pick him up and put him in Mr. Collins' room. He can't drive home in his condition. Yes, ma'am. Yeah, bedroom to welcome home a wandering cowboy from Cheyenne. Oh, oh, oh Tice, I, I wasn't expecting you tonight. Why, why didn't you let me know you were coming home? Why, don't you like surprises? Oh, Helen, I've been an idiot, a lunkhead, a dope. Oh, gee, that doesn't sound like you. Imagine, after you abandon that diabolical plan of yours, I get noble and have to help a friend of mine out of a jam. Oh, well, uh, well, look, Tice, tell, tell me all about your trip. Were you able to help your friend? I'll tell you about it later when we have more leisure. I'll just go into my room and get my pajamas. Uh, oh, no, 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 no. Don't you dare go clear down to your room. Oh, no. Let I'll me do get it. them. I, I... No, I'll do it. Oh, no, you won't. No, you won't. You're not going to leave me. Not after two weeks alone. Hey, where's my life? <laughs> what was that? Oh, it, 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 the, the people next door. They're having a party. In our house? Well, why don't you come apply? 
That sounds like a party I ought to investigate. Gordon Daniels, the guy who proposed to you. Yikes! You see, Ty, uh, well, Gordon got sick. So he put on my pajamas. If you'll just stop acting like the irate husband for a second, I'll explain it to you. Don't bother. Will you listen to me, Ty? I have for weeks, and you seem to have a new plan for marriage each week. What's that? What? Uh, Oh, nothing. It's just just a bottle. Hmm. Let me see it. Well, it's, it's really nothing. Then you shouldn't have any objection to my looking at it. Well, no. Good. I think I've seen a bottle like that before. Let me see the label. Oh, poison oak lotion. Apply freely. (laughs) Yeah, that was the jam my friend was in. Poison oak. Mm Mm-hmm. And I suppose you're even carrying his red spots out of friendship. Spots? Oh, oh, they must be birthmarks. Whose birthmarks? Charlotte Campbell's? Oh, don't look so surprised. If you remember, it was I who told you she had poison oak. But Helen, I can explain the... Po- Did you have adjoining rooms in the hospital? Mm, I'll bet that was romantic. You could even scratch each other. Now, listen. Now, wait a minute. You hired the person to give me the third degree with your boyfriend dancing around the house in my pajamas. Why, you self-righteous baboon, I explained why Gordon was here. All right, I could explain, but you won't even listen. Listen, if your angelic soul has been offended, why don't you get out? Don't worry, I am. I'm going so far away from you, you, you couldn't even reach me on a seat well... card. Serious, Helen. What have you done to Tice? What has he and your charming secretary had done to me? We didn't do a thing except try to keep your neighbors from gossiping. Will you two forget that? I get the escrow ready to sign the contract, and do you know what Tice is going to do? Sure. Go for another midnight swim with your secretary. Well, I hope so, because if he does, I'll be there. And the next time your husband and I catch poison oak, it's going to be over something a little more worthwhile than keeping him happy on a business deal. Will somebody listen to me? Are you telling the truth, Charlie? I wish I were. Helen, will you listen to me? I don't need to listen to you. Charlie told me all I need to know. Where is Ty? I just left him. He was going over to Gordon Daniels' house. Probably going to kill him. Now, Tice, let, let's be calm about this. I'd, I'd like to apologize for last night. Apologize? I, what good will that do? You know, Daniels, what I should really do is kill you. What? That's illegal. (laughs) You should talk about what's illegal. Now, what happened last night? I want the truth. Uh, The truth? Well... Don't tell me. You don't have to tell me. I know nothing happened. Man has to trust his wife and have faith in her. Oh, you're absolutely right, old man. I I know nothing happened. Just look at you. I can tell she'd prefer me to you. Of course. My shoulders are broader and I got more hair. Oh, and your eyes are prettier. And besides, I'm not neat. Look. (laughs) Of course. I've been silly. I've been a beast. Oh, not a beast, old man. A a wolf, maybe, but not a beast. (laughs) I can see the whole thing was innocent. Absolutely. Just one thing. You did pass out last night, didn't you? Yes. Sure, I knew it. You've got to have faith and trust in the little woman. You didn't come to at any time, did you? Oh, no. No. Oh, thanks. Well, I, I knew all the time that Helen was telling me the truth. You've got to have faith and trust, and now I'm going home and tell her so. Where is he, Gordon? Where's Tosh? Has he been here? Why, yes. He said he was going home to tell you something. 
Well, if anyone wants me, I'm going home to tell him something. Something unpleasant, I hope. Well, you might think so, but I imagine Tice will like it. No more advanced ideas about marriage or things? No more advanced ideas. Well, isn't it customary to kiss while making up? It's a little old-fashioned, but the record shows it's nice. Have I mentioned that it's very nice being married to you? Maybe if we don't make a sound, it'll go away. Better answer it. Might be important. Nothing else is important at a time like this. I'd be hairy. Well, if it is, he can wait. I promise not to go away. Well, all right. Hello. Hello, Tice. Harry. I've just come from talking with Diestro. He's going to give us the money. There's only one catch to it. We're going to have to wait a while before he does. Good. I wasn't anxious to talk business for a few days anyway. Well, I'm not talking about a few days. Well, what are you talking about? I'm talking about a while. I tried to talk Diestro out of it, but he's still a little suspicious. He says he'll definitely put up the money, but here's the catch. Until you have something to bounce around on your knee, he refuses to go into business. I heard that. He's stubborn, isn't he? Mm-hmm. But I'm not. Thank you, Alice Faye, George Brent, and Alan Jocelyn for appearing tonight in the Lady Esther Screen Guild Players presentation of Columbia Pictures' lively comedy, This Thing Called Love. We hope you'll all be back with us soon. Thank you, Mr. Bradley. If I may speak for George and Alan, too, we'd like to. The Motion Picture Relief Fund, which benefits from these programs, is our own organization. And we're all familiar with the wonderful work it performs in, a, in the industry. In just a moment, George Brent will return to tell you about next week's play. But first, I'd like to hear a word from one of our best-known beauty authorities, Lady Esther. Thank you. Thank you, Miss Faye. The month of March is a windy, blustery month that can sabotage your skin, if you let it. It can make your skin look dry and flaky, can make it look drawn and parched. Now, if you've noticed that your skin is developing little rough, flaky patches here and there, and especially if you're outdoors more than usual these days, as so many women are, be sure to safeguard your skin with a rich, satisfying cream. And by rich, I don't mean greasy. You know, a greasy cream may fill up the tiny pore openings and lock in the dirt, and in time, that may distend the pores and make your skin look a little coarse. But that can't happen with Lady Esther Four Purpose Face Cream, because it's rich and satisfying to your skin without being greasy. Lady Esther Face Cream not only safeguards your skin in blustery weather, not only smooths away the dryness and keeps your skin youthfully soft and pliant, but it also helps prevent that tense, drawn look so many women have in these anxious times. Helps combat the little dry lines that can form so quickly around your eyes and mouth. You see, Lady Esther Face Cream acts four ways at once to freshen and beautify your skin. And it does all these four important things so quickly, so easily. You just smooth on Lady Esther face cream, wipe it off, and here's what it does. It thoroughly cleans your skin. It softens your skin. It helps nature refine the pores. And it leaves a perfect, non-sticky base for powder. Now, when one cream can do all this for your skin, why bother with other more complicated methods? 
Just try Lady Esther Four Purpose Face Cream and see how much fresher and younger, how radiant your skin looks after just a few applications. And now, here is George Brent. One of the season's most wonderful pictures is the story of an American foreign correspondent and two little English war orphans. It's entitled Journey for Margaret and will be presented by the Lady Esther Screen Guild players next Monday. We'll star Robert Young, Anita Louise, and the two children, four-year-old Billy Severn and six-year-old Margaret O'Brien. Next week, then, the Lady Esther Screen Guild players will present Journey for Margaret. It will star Robert Young, Anita Louise, Margaret O'Brien, and Billy Severn. Be sure to listen. Alice Faye can now be seen in Hello, Frisco, Hello. Alan Jocelyn is currently appearing in Heaven Can Wait. Both are 20th Century Fox productions. Music on tonight's program was arranged and conducted by Wilbur Hatch. Radio adaptation by Bill Hampton. The Screen Guild players are presented every Monday night at this time by Lady Esther. To save materials, buy the larger size of Lady Esther face cream. This is Truman Bradley speaking for Lady Esther, saying thank you and good night. This is the Columbia Broadcasting System.